Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Today, friends, we are celebrating, and I think it's perfect to start off today's episode with a celebration because one of the keys in Arnold Smith's work is that he's realized that we need to be celebrating all along the way as we create new habits and ways of living. What am I celebrating today? Well, the podcast has reached a pretty incredible milestone. In the 16 months since I started the podcast in December of 2019, we have now reached the milestone of 50,000 downloads. Wow. I have to say that I still remember how exciting it was to reach the first 10,000 downloads. And I understand that there are so many other metrics for podcasts that we can look at, but downloads is the easiest one for us to see. And I wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thank you for all of you who not only download the episodes, but take the time to listen to them as well. Because of course, a download doesn't mean anything if you're not actually listening to the podcast. So thank you. Thank you to those who listen, even if you've only listened to one episode, for those that listen to every single episode, and for those that are here for the very first time, I am so grateful to count you as part of our audience. And one of my biggest goals is to get to 100,000 downloads in half the time that we got to 50,000. I actually can't believe I just said those words out loud as I prepared this intro to the podcast, but why not? I want to impact hundreds of thousands of people around the globe through my work with gratitude. And I love sharing people's stories about love and connection and gratitude and all of these things that make our world the most amazing place to live through honestly one of the most difficult times that we have been through as a global community. My friends, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And let's continue to share the message of gratitude around the world. Arnold Smith seeks to answer the question, what makes people happier? In our interview, Arnold courageously shares the difficult story of his childhood and how that shaped his desire to understand happiness. Through his experience and studies, Arnold realized that taking action to change our habits is a key to unlocking happiness and joy. He's the chief visionary of Connection Apps, Inc., which includes an app to help you create better habits to form better connections. The Connection app includes celebrations of progress to help you stay committed to your new habits. Please welcome Arnold Smith. 
Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming a new friend, Arnold Smith. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. I am very excited for our time together. We're both kind of like really excited and ready to go and got lots to talk about. And what I love about Arnold is he's answering the question, what makes people happier? Mm. And he really does this through helping people to release their bad habits and really practice the good ones. And as someone who practices gratitude and wants to inspire people to do that, I feel really aligned with his work. He's the president and chief visionary of Connection Apps, Inc. It is in, there is uh, several apps that he will tell us about a little bit later as part of his story. Uh, he also did a really amazing TEDx talk on unlocking unpredictable results. And we're going to also hopefully get into that because I'm really curious about this topic. And there's there's definitely some goodness in there for us to unlock. Like many of us, Arnold has been through some really difficult personal challenges that's kind of brought him to the person he is today. And if it would be all right with you, if you wouldn't mind kind of starting with, you know, some, some of those parts of your story that really kind of brought you to this person who's really focusing on, you know, what makes people happier. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Julia. Uh, you know, it's, it's such an interesting um, topic. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, like you go back and you say, why am I so focused on this? And, you know, it really affects every every decision I make. I was just talking with some friends yesterday about how, why are you making the decision this way? You know, is it is it about money or is it about lifestyle? And it really goes back to my childhood. Um, when I was nine years, and I, and I kind of hate leading with this because it's pretty dark. Uh, but when I was nine years old, my, my father actually took his own life. And I was the one who found him. And uh, so um, there's a bit more of a story there. But ultimately, I felt kind of like I could have saved him. And I didn't. And then, you know, fast forward uh, to a, a fairly troubled youth of, you know, kind of in and out of, you know, angry kid, you know, no doubt. Uh, my mom then died of uh, lung cancer when I was 17. So I've been on my own since I was 17 and trying to figure it out. And, you know, there was this really dark time um, after that where I just didn't, I just felt like I was in a void. I had, I had to keep going forward because if I just took one step backward, I'd be sucked into the darkness. But one of the gifts of, um, I guess, losing your parents is that you get to search for your own perspective. And so I was lucky enough to have some people in my life who, um, you know, took me in and looked out for me and really helped me to see uh, who I wanted to be in the world. And one of the things I noticed as this, this young boy is that people aren't happy. Like there's a lot of people out there who don't have that sparkle in their eyes. Like it's unusual to meet someone who just kind of has the joy leaking out of their eyes. And I, and I thought, you know, that's a problem to me. That was always something that this is something wrong with the world. That was something I noticed as a kid and really drove me uh, in my life to first of all, find that for myself and then want to find that for others. I'm breathing because that was like a lot in, in two or three minutes. So first of all, thank you for your courage to just share your story as it is with no excuses and the authenticity of that moment. It's actually a really important conversation for us to, to start there and to start in this moment of, you know, being nine and experiencing this kind of trauma, which is, it's really a pivotal life trauma that doesn't doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear. It's always going to be a part of 
who you are as a as a human, as a father, as a, a partner, all these things as an entrepreneur. And what you said that you noticed as a child was that just people are walking around so unhappy, which imagining that that was obviously if your father was in that situation, that not just only unhappy, but likely a lot more um, mental illness, other things going on. And was he di- like, had he been diagnosed with illness at that time or? No, I mean, I think the biggest thing is he was struggling with the bad back and he'd had some uh, failures in business and he's a very successful father. And so I think that, and very successful brother. And so I think he just felt like a failure. Wow. And, um, and so I think he just felt like he was better off not being around. This, we've been through one heck of a year as mm. a collective, right? And the reason I led with your question of what makes people happier, because that is a question that so many of us are asking ourselves right now. The ways that in which we lived before, where we were always striving, where mm. we were never enough, where that, you know, losing the 10 pounds didn't change anything about the way that we felt, you know, not feeling like the part you mentioned about being in pain. Listen, there are so many people who are living physical chronic pain every single yeah. day that do honestly feel like the better solution is to not be alive anymore. So that's also a powerful thing. And you took that, you took the piece of that, which was the question that you're asking all the time. And I invite people that are listening right now or watching us, if you're watching the video, to think about that question, to really take it in and just say, you know, Am I really happy? So how did that, so how does that show up for you now in the way that you are showing up in life? Like, how are you answering that question? Well, I think one of the things that I noticed was that knowing more doesn't make any difference. I spent, you know, a lot of my twenties, you know, going to workshops and reading books. And I always kind of felt like I would, you know, I would make some progress and I would feel, I'd feel so great. I'd be like, so energized, like, oh my God, I know the answer, you know, and, and I'd be like, this is it. And then my life would somehow end up where it was or just make micro progress. And I thought, what's going on? Like, why, why can't we move forward? And so I really got into kind of how, um, how people operate, you know, and why, what keeps us stuck. And um, you know, I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> oh, just how you're really oh, yeah. you're answering your question of, you know, helping people to be happier, right? You yeah. started with yourself. That's right. And then, like you said, you were investing all this time in yourself and realizing that that wasn't the answer either, right? It's yeah. True. Yeah, we, can, we definitely so, can't read ourselves to be happier. That's for sure. No, no, it's true. I mean, sometimes there's obviously an insight that really unlocks something. And that's, okay. you know, knowing what we don't know, we don't know is, you know, that's one of the places where uh, the best growth happens happens. But what I noticed was that people, you know, didn't need more information. And, you know, for me, it was really about finding ways to actually change my behavior. And this is when I started kind of getting hooked on habits, you know, how do you change your habits, you're way better off focusing on one tiny habit and improving that, you know, you know, just between eight and 10, I only snack on healthy things like just that one habit. And don't worry about how much sugar you eat or how much ice cream. If you focus just on one that thing, it has a cascading effect. So when we focus on habits and so that just the whole world of how our brains work. But I so um, I was uh, doing corporate consulting and working with people development and all that kind of thing. And I really love that work. I love helping people love where they work. But I noticed that you go in there and give them all this great information like, oh, my God, I got 
something else. And he like, they just kind of had this weight of it. Like, I, I love what you're saying, but I got, oh, I guess more work. What am I going to, you know, like, and they, it's like more. And so I thought, I want to help them. And I really want, it's about helping them take action. How do you actually help people take action as opposed to just giving them more information? And so that's what inspired me to kind of create an app that's based on, you know, habit formation and neuroscience and all those great things. And we can dig into that. But ultimately, I didn't want to do an app that just like, hey, develop any habit because there's some out there. Yeah. I wanted to focus on on what I wanted to give to the world, which was, you know, making people happy. And so for me, the thing that fills me up the most is my relationship with my partner, with my wife and my kids, you know, like those relationships, but especially my marriage. I, I felt like I was so blessed that I'd worked hard to, um, you know, develop a great marriage. And I thought, this is my bastion. This is when I, when I have failures in the world, when I'm feeling down, when I'm, I get it, it is my rock. And so I wanted other people to have that too. You said something so wise, which is you worked hard to develop a great marriage. Mm. And, you know, again, over the past year, um, it has been very trying for a lot of marriages, often because most people aren't used to being with their spouse that much, Mm -hmm. right? That we've changed the way we are with our spouse. A lot of us are never alone with our spouse anymore because the kids are always home. So that bit does change your relationship. And so I, I love that you took this focus because there is this, there's work to be done in, Mm -hmm. you know, we work, we work on our business relationships because we know we have to grow and build our business relationships in order to build a business. We know and understand that if we neglect our friends and we don't pay attention to them, those friendships are going to be neglected. But we often forget that the person and the relationships that are in our own home are the ones that we just take the most for granted. Mm-hmm. And then we're not actually, you know, investing in those relationships. So tell, so that was that the birth of your app or did it start from the business side first? Yeah, no, it actually started from the couple side uh, and really okay. researching what, what makes uh, couples most successful. And, and it talking you know, gratitude is a big portion of that. I'm going to get to that in a second. But one of the things that I find so interesting in the research that I did about this is most of the habits that actually cause friction in relationships aren't ones we choose. Like we're not choosing to cause, like we don't choose to yell at our spouse or to be grumpy or to be, you know, like to, to be impatient. Like those aren't things we choose. Those are things that are automatic. And so um, because they're automatic, often they're unconscious. And when we, when we don't notice that we're doing those things over time, that's when, you know, we, that's when our, our relationship kind of takes a hit and we go, what happened? I, I didn't even notice that what happened. And, you know, this is why it's so important to focus on the habits. Cause the other thing is like, you do have so much going on. You got your business, you got your kids, you got your health, all those things. So you go like, we're good. Our, our relationship's good. I can count on you. I know we're together. We've committed for life. We're good. And so it it is something you you almost want to be able to take for granted because everything else really requires your attention. And so this is, you know, I, and I so knowing all of that, knowing that people are busy, knowing that we have these unreasonable demands in our time, I wanted to focus on what are the tiny things that you can do that are proven by science to generate that feeling of love. Like there's a big difference between knowing I love you and actually experiencing love. And that's what I wanted to focus on. That is a great question. The knowing versus the feeling of the love. 
it, it what you said reminded me a little bit about um i'm sure you've read darren hardy the mm. compound effect right yes. and it's yeah, that exactly. we're either going you know we're going one way or the other like we're mm. not it's not we're never it's never a straight line with whatever habit we're doing or not doing yes. we're either making things better or we're making things worse and at the end of the year you know we either end up way above where we were or way below and when we take advantage and we forget to invest in the relationship that's right in front of us, the compound effect, even if we didn't change anything, the compound effect takes us further and further apart than where we exactly. wanted to be. And so this idea of these little habits and little things. So how, just tell me how the app works. Uh, if I'm, so I'm, I'm married. <laughs> I, you know, find your app on the app store. Yeah. How does it work? So there's eight connection habits, um, okay. things I, 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 when I list them all, I always forget one or two, but so gratitude is expressing gratitude is a big one. And so I love that, you know, waking up with gratitude podcast, but most of the time, this is an individual practice. Like it's, what am I grateful for? And when you express gratitude to another person for what you're grateful for about them, it actually doubles the effect. So it allows them to experience it as well. And so I, we define uh, expressing gratitude as thanking a person for who they are and how they do things. So it's not just about emptying the dishwasher or sweeping the porch. You know, it's about being organized. It's about being generous. And when you recognize someone for being generous, that um, gratitude lasts. Oh, they they see me as someone of value. And so just that practice itself. So I, I this one you talked about waking up, I thought I got to get on there and tell people about this. And the interesting thing, there was a, a, a researcher named Michael Zettner from the University of, or the of Geneva. Anyway, he reviewed 477 studies on compatibility. And that was the one thing that all successful relationships have in common is you never stop seeing the good in your partner. And, and I, this is why it's such an important practice, because the way we're wired, we're wired to notice what's wrong. Biologically, we're scanning our environment for something that's wrong that could possibly hurt us. And so that's automatic. But noticing what's right requires more energy, requires a conscious choice, unless it's a habit. And that's why it's so important to focus on these habits, because otherwise you're just in the negative. Now, I just talked about one habit, but I'll, I'll take a pause because you might have a yeah. question. No. Okay. So one is gratitude. So yeah. just kind of list off the other ones that you remember off the top of your head. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> so the other ones, uh, I can turn, look behind me. So you give your full attention which is really active listening because we're often so distracted. There's um, acknowledging the positive, which is not only what's positive about right now, it also includes compliments and what's positive about the future. Um, there is, oh, that's around. Uh, oh, obviously communicating love through touch. Oftentimes, you know, uh, couples um, uh, collapse uh, sexual touching with loving touch. And of course, oftentimes they do happen together. But if you if you always do that, sometimes you can lose that. You get get that expectation piece, and then it becomes opposite effect. It doesn't create the relaxation. It gives that kind of sense of of fear. So you want to make sure you have lots of opportunities for for just loving touch without a goal. And so that's one of the haps. So that's one of the things um, we got. Oh, showing appreciation, offering encouragement. Just the practice of offering encouragement. And, you know, you get that you can do it, babe, you know, a good job. I, I believe in you. That's all great. But actually the skill of explaining to someone why you think they'll be successful. Like, what is it about you in the past? Do you remember how you had this problem in the past and you overcame it? That's exactly what's going to happen this time. It's way better than, hey, you can do it. And so that's part of what. So 
Um, the app, what the app does is it, it breaks it down into a daily challenge. You do a 28 day challenge and then you get an expert tip in the morning, like something to think about a new way of thanking your partner, you know, a little bit, uh, a bit of research about that particular uh, habit and you develop over 28 days. And then uh, what it says about what science says about habit formation is that when you track your progress, that's one of the best ways to um, to uh, get a habit, but it's boring. So we offer prize rewards and, and prize entries for that. And also we ask you to write a celebration of your practice because the big mistake that most people make with a new habit is they they look at, oh, but I, I didn't do it as well. I didn't try as hard. Like we instantly find what we didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And that goes against brain science, which is you want to make sure you have a positive association with the new habit because that's what actually triggers the, the habit response. It's not repetition. It's a craving for a reward. So that's the other thing you do in the app. So you rate your practice, you say the number of times, and then you kind of have the celebration. You do that every day, and then you develop the habit faster. We'll be right back to the podcast after this short break. A decade ago, I met this amazing biochemist and scientist, Dr. Libby Weaver, whose passion was all about healthy nutrition, taking care of our liver, and really understanding how digestion and detoxification works. Dr. Libby and I had a personal conversation and we talked about my own digestion. And at the time, it was very odd that every time I would enjoy a healthy whole wheat wrap for lunch, I would have stomach cramps afterwards. I didn't really understand the connection between the food that I was eating and how I was feeling. Dr. Libby gently suggested that I might try taking gluten out of my diet for 30 days to see how I would feel. Now you're probably thinking, what's the big deal? I mean, people go gluten-free all the time. Sure, but back then, gluten-free wasn't even a thing. In fact, it was extremely difficult to find any gluten-free substitutes. So gluten-free really meant choosing whole foods that did not have gluten in them. This inspired me to create a program called the 30 day whole body detox, which is all about nourishing your body at the cellular level. And it's a gluten-free and dairy-free program that allows you to really understand how your body feels when you nourish it with whole real foods and support yourselves with nutritional supplementation. A few years ago, I found myself in a really bad sugar addiction spiral. I had been eating a lot of eggies, which are candy coated chocolate eggs. And I had been eating them since Valentine's day. And it was time for the 30 day whole body detox. I was so sick from all the sugar that I'd been eating that I didn't even feel like doing the program. I had lost all my motivation. I was tired all the time, grumpy. I didn't even realize the effect that the sugar was having on myself. That year, it took me almost two weeks to start to feel like myself again. And I truly believe that if it wasn't for the 30 day whole body detox that year, I would have gotten into a really bad downward spiral that I'm not sure I would have gotten out of in only 14 days. Now, last year would have been our ninth anniversary of the program, but because April of 2020, we were in the throes of the pandemic. I was definitely not interested in doing a detox program and neither were my clients. So we gave it a break for a year, which means that I am so looking forward to participating in the 30 day whole body detox again this year. 
In fact, I'm kind of reminded back to that time when I was dealing with that difficult sugar addiction and how excited I am for the 30 day whole body detox. I'd love to have you join us. It's a wonderful program that really helps you to get back to feeling your best and understanding how different foods make you feel great and other ones don't make you feel so good. To learn more about this program, visit our website, 30daywholebodydetox.com. So if you want to learn more, or if you're interested in joining us, please visit 30daywholebodydetox.com. Now let's get back to the podcast. That sounds awesome. I love it so much. We'll make sure that, I mean, as always, that it's easy to find. We'll do the links for both both mm. shops, whatever phone you have. You can download it easily. Yeah. Um, I know there's a, a, a nominal fee to, to, to use the app, mm-hmm. which is amazing because it sounds like you're offering a lot. Mm-hmm. And what I love too is that some of the things that you've mentioned in there are really habits that, you know, I work on cultivating and I work on creating. One of the reasons actually, Arnold, that I started podcasting was about this idea of giving my full attention. Mm. When I podcast, I can't be on my phone. I can't scroll. I actually need being a good podcaster is actually about being a better listener and learning. So that to me is such a great skill that you know, even with our, with our children, your father, you know, I have, I have a daughter mm-hmm. and that moment of just being able to listen to our kids for even a couple of minutes. It, do, do you agree with me that sometimes oh, yeah. we feel like they need our attention for like an hour, but actually they only need like a couple of minutes. It, oh, it's right? so true. Oh, uh, you know, funny you say that because I actually, the, the full attention habit, as I was developing the habit and figuring out which of the habits I was going to choose, I went to um, TEDx Stanley Park and I saw a fellow named Stephen O'Keefe talk and he's deaf and his TED talk was all about teaching people how to listen. And he was saying that, you know, people are so distracted when listening. He said, listen with your eyes, your ears and your heart. And as he was talking, I realized that my daughter was five at the time. I realized that I like so many times she'd be, hey, Papa, Papa. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And not really giving her my full attention. And it kind of broke my heart. And so the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. So she's a pop. And I went, I took, I took that. I said, yes. I looked at her and she kind of had this face like, I, I don't quite know what to do with all your attention. So she kind of froze, which broke my heart again. Cause like, oh my goodness. But I, but that was the, you know, with the impetus behind this and you know, how, how can we all work on those habits? And when we do, it just has such a profound impact. Literally you can change someone else's physiology their heart rate decreases, their shoulders relax. Like they go from their sympathetic nervous system into their parents just by them feeling listened to. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in this world of, of endless Zoom meetings and webinars, you know, one thing I've started doing is I've started taking phone calls more mm-hmm. than like, I, it's funny because I, I was already, already doing my business online before this all happened. Yeah. So a Zoom meeting was kind of an interesting and exciting thing. And now for many people, it's like all day long, I'm staring at myself, I'm staring at you because you're staring in a mirror, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. looking at the other person. And yes, I can look at you, but I'm not actually looking at you. I'm looking in the camera. Mm. So I've started taking more phone calls because I feel sometimes like that I'm just listening, mm. right? I'm taking the other senses out of it and the, and the self-consciousness of being on, on camera all the time. So that's just an idea that I would not have maybe said in the past, I would have said, get on the video. But I think in our over video lifestyle, sometimes 
we can actually give our full attention on the phone, like to listen to someone. And often I'll sit outside and just put the phone down on my lap. So I'm not looking at my phone and I'm just sitting outside and just like staring at, you know, nature and really feeling present in that moment. So great opportunities for that. Okay. You mentioned TEDx. So we're going to come back to TEDx because you have a TEDx talk, which it is, I will also link to this because it's so great to, I just love this topic, unlocking unpredictable results. And yeah. tell me the second, because you explained this before we talked yeah. and I was like, I tell me again, because this is very okay. interesting. Before I do that, okay. uh, I just want to say, so right now in the app, you can do the appreciation challenge for free. And so oh. this is thanking someone for what they do. So uh, expressing gratitude, who they are and how they do things, appreciation, what they do. So if you want to download the app today, that the 28 day challenge is free right now. And the goal is to just kind of get more of that in the world. And one thing I want to say is that in relationships, healthy relationships have a ratio of five positive interactions for every one negative. So if you really like, even if you think I'm pretty good at this, try it, try upping it, try doubling the amount of appreciation. You'd be amazed at what, what gets created in relationship. Okay. TEDx. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So yeah. let's all, I mean, why not give this a go for 28 yeah. days? Totally free. Start there. Yeah. I, there's so much. I feel like this app has so much to offer. So I'm really excited that you're offering that part of it. At Thank no you, cost. Julie. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Okay. So, okay, so uh, unlocking unpredictable yes. results. Okay. So ultimately, uh, I mean, I'm not to give away the punchline, but ultimately this is about resignation and resignation defined as uh, the unresisting acceptance of a probable future. And this is where our minds or the way our brains work is kind of like the enemy. Logic is the enemy of creating the future that we want. I mean, our lives are pretty predictable. You can kind of see how we want it, how it's going to go. Well, for the past 20 years, it's been going this way. I've been eating poorly. I've been um, unhappy. I've been this way. So obviously in the future, it's going to go that way too. Now, when we stop resisting that probable future, that's when we're stuck. That's when we have created a cage around ourselves that keeps us locked into our, our existence. And so this is about really seeing uh, what you don't know, you don't know. Like oftentimes we don't even realize we resign. Like things like I am, I'm just messy. I'm not organized. I'm shy. Like we say these things about ourselves like they're true. And yet, you know, like, oh, I'm just a grumpy person. And yet sometimes you're not. Like if you choose not to be grumpy right now, guess what? You're not. And if you do that for someone who's never met you before, that's all they know. They go, Arn I met Arnold. He's, he's delightful. And everybody else is like, Arnold? He's not, not me because I am delightful. But, you know, if someone who is grumpy, <laughs> um, you know, like he's like, what do you really like? They just could like, blow their mind. And so, uh, and oftentimes our environment actually locks us into those patterns as well, because people actually relate to us. If we change, they're like, no, no, no changing. You're this way. You're my friend who does this. So that's a whole, I mean, there's a whole nother world of habit change around that. But ultimately, you know, that, if you want to change your life, you have to figure out where you're resigned. Okay. I, I may have written this down wrong, but it really caught my attention. Logic is the enemy of creativity. Almost. Logic is the enemy. Of, well, almost of creating the life you want. Okay. Creating life. Yeah. I was like, like, if you I, want you a different, it, it yeah, is. if you want a different future, logic is the enemy because 
if you want to write a book and you've never written a book before, logic says you don't know how to write a book. If you want a successful business and you've never had a successful business before, your logic says you don't know how to do that. And so, um, you know, taking leaps, if you want to lose weight, like really changing your identity of who you are, logic says that's not who you are. Look, I've got evidence. I got 30, 40, 50 years of evidence that says I'm this way. You're not going to be that way. And it feels like it's actually us doing that. Like it feels like that, like we're logic. I'm going to say something. It might be a bit like a bit spiritual, but, oh, but no, please do. we are not the program. We are the programmer. But oftentimes we get locked in the program and relate to us like we are the program. And it takes a moment to see like, you know, like thoughts that just come, like reactions. Like, you know, if you like, really, would you ever yell angrily at your children if you are choosing that? Like, of course not. Like, there's, you can be calm, you can be loving, you can steer them in the right direction, sure, you can be firm. But, you know, like an angry outburst, that's not you. That's just the program. And being able to step back and see that you have a program and that you can actually program it is kind of a key to kind of seeing that, seeing, giving you access to, uh, to change. This is also very interesting. I love it. I'm married to a, a logic first person. Mm. I'm of the spiritual realm, very much so. I rely. I'm, I'm a. I'm an intuitive business and health coach. Like I lead with my <laughs> yeah. intuition. I'm an empath. Um, and try explaining that to someone who has a, a logic, who literally is a programmer. Actually, the right. irony of it all. I uh, so I love what you said. Is like we're running the programs, but we're the programmer. And you mentioned something too about I am statements, right? Mm-hmm. And that you decide what's at, what comes after those words, right? That's right. You can decide you just, everyone knows you as the grumpy person and then you meet a new person and you decide that, Oh, I'm yeah, I'm always cheerful or, you know, I have a joy you just, Eve. And then, then those people see you as that person. Cause you just, you set it into being, you, you decided that was who you were going mm-hmm. to be in that moment. And the, yeah, I f- yeah, this conversation could go on for a really long time. It's really cool how we have these like really uh, things that um, a lot of the stuff that I've studied and worked through and grown. Yes. And really. Um, and I honestly think like my husband is my greatest teacher because he approaches things with a logic mind mm-hmm. and he challenges me all the time when I'm using uh, like energy or magic or manifesting. He really challenges me on that. But it's yeah. like that about, you know, it's that unless, you know, if I just keep believing my past results are going to guide my future, well, then nothing will ever change. And I, I don't believe that my past results are the results of my past thinking. And even what's showing up today is actually what I was thinking before. And I'm working on thinking about where, where am I creating? Where am I going? Even though it doesn't seem logical, Mm -hmm. but I believe it's possible. So that's right. So well, and, and, and ultimately, you want to have a balance. You want to understand yeah. that logic has power as well, but you want to harness it. And it's true. Like, what, what gets, what's new in the world? What doesn't exist and then now exists? Like, most of the time, it's just manipulating matter. But what's new is thoughts. Right. Like, you go from nothing, now there's a new thought. Or language. When you say something out loud, that's, you're creating something in the universe that wasn't there before. And the idea, most of the time we're using descriptive language, we're, we're explaining what we see in the world. 
but transformative language where we can actually create something, where we're, we're calling into forth or into being a future that doesn't yet exist. We can do that with language. And then we communicate that. And now two people have that future that didn't exist before you said that. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I think it's a great logical way because I'm really logical too, but it's a logical way to explain how do you create a new future? And then you figure out like, well, how do I battle against the, the forces that say, no, that's not possible. That's I, I've been battling you, that. You know, like, been, like I feel yeah. like you were listening in on our conversations over the past couple of weeks. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, but anyway, yeah, sorry about that. I just I didn't know, know our Alexa devices were yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I was preparing for the interview. Connected, so oh my gosh. Okay. All right. We've talked about your app. We've talked about how gratitude. You know how you teach that through your app. Uh, Arnold, tell me about your personal gratitude. How, what does that look like and show up in your day? Oh, you know, I really try and practice that. Obviously, with with my wife, that's something. You know, I mean, I, my app reminds me. This is a great thing. Like, you forget. You go through the day. I get you know eleven thirty reminder. Oh, I send a little gratitude message to my wife. And you know, like, sure, she knows I'm being reminded. But hey, she gets a message. You know, every day that says I'm grateful for this, and I find something to be grateful for and share that with her. And she does it back. And the same thing with my kids. You know, at, at dinner time. Like there's nothing that makes me prouder when my kids come up with something to be grateful for. Right? Like when we're in a funk, you know, because of course we're human. And then say, guys, come on, we're all together. And like she'll like list things we're grateful for. My 10-year-old kind of sorting us out. And we're like, man, that to me is like like that's a proud parenting moment because you know that they're doing that because you they've seen you do that. And uh, so that's really, you know, just trying to be really present to um you know, each day. And because there's always challenges, like I'm up to big things. And so it, it doesn't happen easy, you know? And so each day you can be like, and sometimes I am for sure. <laughs> but how do you transform that? And that's why I love like waking up with gratitude because you can only be in one state at a time. And if you're in that stress state, how do you get out of it? And it really is about imagining the future that you want. And or being present to the future that you actually or that, you know, what you what is good about what what is right now. And when you can do both of those things, that helps to shift you out of your funk. And I think being a parent and leading with gratitude and showing up with gratitude as often as we can and also being authentic to tell sometimes we just aren't feeling grateful and having our kids show up and being grateful when we're not or reminding us of gratitude, I think is such a gift. And for all the parents that are listening you know, the work that you're doing right now, the work that you're doing on, on creating your own gratitude habits, the way that you're showing appreciation for your partner, your kids are watching. They Absolutely. are watching us and they are learning from us. And I do believe that, you know, globally right now, the the gratitude movement is it's gaining momentum. It's growing so much and it, it will be led by our children. So uh, I love that you that you have that from, with your kids and you're showing that example that that makes me just so happy to hear that. So yeah. Oh, my friend, this has been so amazing. Uh, remind us again, the name of your app uh, sure. and how do we, how do we get it? Yeah. Um, so the connection app or the connection app for couples, obviously, if you're an individual, you can download the connection app. If you're in a relationship, the connection app for couples, um, play store or the app store. So Apple or Google, um, find me It's my name, R N O L D S M I T H. So I'm easy to find on the internet, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, one of the things I do love is I love working with organizations. This has kind of been the evolution of my business is obviously in relationships at home, this is so important. But when you can get this stuff happening at work, when you can get three or four or five times the appreciation or encouragement happening 
and your team. And it's not just, you know, the one person, the leader like, trying to make it happen. Magic happens. And so I love doing that. It's just so cool. Anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, so just remember that, you know, your name is spelled differently. Arnold with the letter R, which I love. Yeah. Uh, the story is for another day, but uh, I, let, let's just say that you are someone that we want to be connected with. We mm. want to, you know, feel that energy, feel that vibe. Download the app. You get a free trial on, you know, one of the habits. That's amazing gift. Thank you so, so much. I mm. just, I feel like we've touched the tip of the iceberg of this conversation. <laughs> so I look forward to our next conversation. Just thank oh, you. Oh, I love that. Uh, and I just want to say, so I want to plug up my upcoming book. It's called The Connection Habits at Work and How Seven Tiny Habits Create Happy, Productive Teams. Hope that's okay. Oh, when does the book come out? Uh, May. May. Oh, that's 15th? perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, for those that are, you know, watching this when this first comes out, it's around April uh, 2021. So look for the book in May, 2021. Maybe mm -hmm. if, if we have the link, we can share like a pre-release or just make sure, like we said, you know, we're sharing all this stuff on social media. That's the easiest way for us to stay connected is yeah. follow on a social media account, wherever, um, like you said, you spend some time on LinkedIn as well as yeah. you know, Facebook, Instagram, those important ones. So, exactly. all right. Thank you so, so much. And, uh, excited for what's next. Love it. All right, Julie, have a great day. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.